0: Good morning, my many friends. I'm Gunner Andrew Show, studio usher, Teddy Peterson. Say scientists have successfully remote controlled a live monkey after they implanted microchips in his brain and spine. First order of business with remote controlled monkey. Recreate that butt-scratch sniff fall out of tree video from YouTube. (laughs) <laughs> now silence, silence I say For Kate, you see we're trying to do a show here Here comes another steaming pant load of Garner Andrew show On the Sonic The Garner Andrew show podcast Garner Hello How's it going? Good, good, how about you?
1: Oh, uh, you know uh, I found out I
2: don't have as much money as I thought I did and It's real depressing
0: <laughs> 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 What do you mean? You went... Uh, hopefully it didn't happen while you were courting a young lady, and you'd had her out for a, for a malted, and you went to pay for it, and you had no money in your account.
2: Nah, this morning, you know, getting ready to go, and I'm like, I'll oh, just see how much money
0: I have, and I was like, Ooh, how much money? How much money do you have?
2: Oh, in my savings or in my checking?
0: <laughs> Both combined.
2: Not even four hundred bucks.
0: And when do you get paid? At the end of the month. So you've got uh, 400 bucks to last you uh, three days. Three days. De- and look, it's a short month. <laughs> I guess so. This could be worse. It could be a leap year. I was looking
2: for some words
0: of wisdom. Well, what are you going to... But it depends. What's your lifestyle like? Like, Are you rolling in the clubs on the weekends? Are you making it rain? Are you- nah, I used to do that then. I just totally blew away my money, so I've been being
2: a little bit more smart now. Yeah. Are you going to make but
0: it with your $400?
2: I'm going to be scraping, that's yeah. for sure.
0: Okay. Well, all the best. I, 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 I don't know what to tell you here, but this isn't exactly a tale of hardship. You've got three days and $400. Is this, you know, does this I'm, happen all the time? Yeah. Are you driving a truck that's beyond your means? No, I'm looking at my car right now. It's just a Civic. A Civic? <laughs> you drive a sensible vehicle, right? I do. Where does all your money go?
2: Well, I'm doing a lot of driving. I'm doing like two hours commute a day.
0: That'll do it. Yeah. When gas is like a dollar ten a liter? Or actually, no, I was driving to work. It's like one fifteen now.
2: Something retarded like that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, chin up, pal. Chin up. Okay. Hey, thank you. Have a good day. I appreciate that. You too. Okay. Wow, you have $400 to get you through the next three days. You're going to be fine. You're not exactly telethon material. It's a side
1: podcast. Okay, Garner, so recently I was broke, but I'm just actually getting back on my feet now. I had a month and a half off. I took a, I took a week off right at Christmas, extra. And took the kids down to California for Disneyland, and I got sick down there with H1N1. And I ended up uh, getting back to Canada, but as I was coming back to Canada, I, uh, the H1N1 had caused my body to basically break down, and I ended up with double pneumonia, a lung and a heart infection, and when I got back to Canada, I had to hit the hospital, and I was in the hospital for four weeks. And during that time period, I had no income, so it really sucked. I had to borrow $700 off my daughter to pay my mortgage, which I've never, ever had to borrow money before in my life. So it was pretty embarrassing.
0: Hmm. What Yeah. What's that? How old is your daughter? She's 20. Okay. I was going to say, yeah, she's like six. Yeah. Uh, well, Yeah. Borrowing money off your kids. That's got to be, and I'm, I'm sure it's a reality for a lot of people, but that's got to be, oh, that's got to be a tough phone call to make.
1: Well, and I've never had to borrow at all in my life other than from the bank for my mortgage.
0: So did you end up in the hospital in California?
1: Uh, no, I ended up making it back to Canada. But when I got back to Canada, I started coughing, passed out, and hit the floor. My wife was freaking out.
0: Double so. mo- pneumonia, huh? Double pneumonia. It sucked. And, and you probably, <laughs> for the rest of your life now, you are going to be playing that card every single time somebody talks about, yeah, I had a pneumonia, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah? yeah that would be a great card to play sure sure okay well thank you very much for the phone call the garner andrew show to go i got a
2: broke story for you
0: okay are you broke right now like that guy who started the show today with his uh, woeful tale of how he only has 400 dollars left until the end of the month
2: i'm not broke right now no okay i was uh I was uh, really struggling. I had about 10 bucks left in my bank account and about a week until payday. I didn't know what to do. And I'm kind of in that spot where you're just like, you feel helpless. You don't know what to do. Um, So I ended up going to the grocery store with my $10 bill. And it's like literally the last penny I have and there's no food left in the house. And I'm walking around the grocery store and I don't know what to do because nothing is that cheap. And like, how do I feed myself for a week? So of course I go to the KD and uh, I buy like two boxes of KD. And then as I'm walking down, I see these, like, bags of food. I'm like, holy cow, this is a good deal.
0: Mm, the food bank donation. So
2: I picked that up, and it was five bucks. And like, that's all my money. So I take it to the till, and they take the bag of money, and the, or the, the bag of food, and they ring it in, and then they take it from me. Yeah. Because it was one of those donation bags.
0: Oh, oh my God. And I God. felt
2: so ashamed and embarrassed. I didn't, I just couldn't say anything. I didn't know what to do, and I just, like, total oh. helplessness as I left my two boxes of the KD for ten bucks.
0: Oh that is yeah it, it's sort of it, it, what what you're talking about is that you can if you're not familiar with this when you go to a grocery store quite often they have these prepackaged food bank bags where you get maybe some pasta and some sauce and you get some crackers and other things in a bag and it is a good deal like it's way cheaper than if you just went and bought all these pieces yourself but it's designed For the food bank. It's a gift from the grocery store to the food bank. So they don't let you just walk out with that, apparently.
2: No, I had a moment of confusion there when they took it away from me, and then it hit me, and I'm like, oh, no.
0: Oh, and you can't ask for your money back. Uh, So what did you do?
2: Well, I ended up having to call friends and try and struggle and borrow some money, and yeah, it's just a bad situation.
0: Yeah, you okay now?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. This was a couple years ago.
0: Okay, good.
3: It's time for Music News you can use with Bryce Kelly. It's Tuesday, February 25th, and this is what's happening. I'm Imagine Dragons continue to enjoy raging success with Radioactive. That song has now set the new record on the Billboard Hot 100 after staying on it for 77 weeks and counting. Of course, that song also won a Grammy award and has sold 7 million copies. Sonic. It's Tuesday, which means it's a new album release day. And today is headlined by Beck's new album, Morning Phase. Beck also expected to release a second album later this year. He's also going to be the musical guest on Saturday Night Live this weekend. Sonic. And Travis Barger has announced details for his autobiography. It's going to be called Can I Say, Living Large, Cheating Death, and Drums, Drums, Drums going to be coming out on June 24th, and it's going to cover everything from the ups and downs of Blink-182 to that deadly plane crash he was in a few years ago. That does it for another edition of Music News You Can Use on Sonic. Sonic 1029. Uh, you there, what's up? Oh! (laughs) 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 Um,
0: I was thinking about,
4: um, you know how Dan Aykroyd didn't want to sign on to the Ghostbusters 3 without Bill Murray? yeah. I guess there's probably going to be no shot in hell that there's going to be a Ghostbusters 3 now.
0: Without Harold Ramis. Right? Really? Uh, no. And, and you know what? Just as well. I think they should leave that alone.
4: Well, maybe. But I love Dan Aykroyd, so I probably would have just been happy to see him sitting there.
0: <laughs> but maybe Dan Aykroyd could try something entirely new. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just Ghostbusters. The first Ghostbusters, fantastic. The second one was kind of like, okay. <laughs> I don't know that people are sitting around wringing their hands today, together, waiting for a Ghostbusters three. Are they?
4: I think a lot of the Ghostbusters fans were Maybe when I'm uh, out of Dan touch. Aykroyd came to town and he was at that liquor store doing a signing. Mm-hmm. Everybody was asking him about Ghostbusters three. Yeah. But mind you, that was like. 30 to 50 people in one spot. So, we're so yeah. all there
0: for a common reason, so sure. maybe. Okay. Hey, what's uh, what's your first mm-hmm. name? It's Jenna. Jenna? Safe mm-hmm. to assume that your favorite Harold Ramis movie was Ghostbusters? Yeah, the first one. <laughs> okay. You have a good day, okay?
1: Thanks, you too. Uh,
0: yeah, in case you missed it, Harold Ramis died yesterday at the age of 69 years old. His... Uh, God, well, of course, Ghostbusters. That's probably where you know him from best, but... Uh, also a writer, director, and some very, I hate to use the word important when you're describing comedies, but uh, Caddyshack, National Lampoon Vacation, Groundhog Day, some biggies there too. Of course, Stripes. Who can forget Stripes? It's Gas to Go from Sonic 1029. What, what is your all-time favorite Harold Ramis movie? Actually,
2: probably Stripes.
0: Ah. I was going to go there, too, buddy. There, that, that's one of Bill Murray's finest performances. When Bill Murray has that angry old lady in the backseat of yep. his cab, and he's swerving all over the bridge, and then he throws her suitcases off the bridge. There,
2: and yep. He, oh, I, t- even today, I can't touch a spatula without <laughs> saying, anybody want the my treatment?
0: <laughs> yeah. Army training, sure. Sure, exactly. I wish I hadn't drank all that cough syrup. Yep. Ken, yeah, thank thanks, you very Tony. much for remembering Harold Remus. Yep, Ray Okay, yep. see you later. Thank you. Bye-bye.
3: The modern rock door, the modern rock door, Sonic Scott, the modern rock door with Corner Andrews and so much more. Can you guess what's behind the modern rock door? The Sonic Rock Door woes continue. Jess was on today, and she ordered an extra-large failure pizza with extra shame sauce. It is not Queen's the Stone Age, sat by the ocean. So on Wednesday, $1,942 could be yours. It's so simple, this Sonic Rock Door. All you have to do is identify that mystery song and artist. So many people have tried and failed. In fact, we keep track of all those failures. You can check out a list of all the previous guesses at sonic1029.com. Tune in to the Garner Andrews Show week, 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 weekday mornings at 8.20 as the modern Rock Door jackpot grows. Sonic 1029. Oh, uh, Sonic Sonic 1029. Modern rock. And now, the Garner Andrews Show goes inside the Canadian Museum of Canada.
0: Oh, the Canadian Museum of Canada made a triumphant return to the show yesterday morning. Because we were all feeling so damn good about being Canadian. After that hockey game Sunday morning, we're still reeling in it, aren't we? And that's when we started talking about the uh, the museum that I dream of building. And I'm sure I can probably get government funding from somewhere to build the Canadian Museum of Canada... Uh, we can't build this thing without your suggestions, though. What do you want to see on display at the Canadian Museum of Canada? CMOC is what we call it for short. Uh, because if the Canadian government has anything to do with this, they love, they love things like CMOC, they love CSIS, they love, they just sort of love shortening words, coming up with creative ways, They, they like to name things. It's sort of like they come up with a name and then they try and match the name of it to that... Does this make sense? Not really. Hey, morning. How are you? I'm good. I've got a uh, suggestion for your Canadian Museum of Canada. Okay. You walk in the front doors of the Canadian Museum of Canada and the doors are actually made out of birch bark. And right. uh, So you look to the left and you maybe see a portrait of Terry Fox and one of his running shoes. You look to the right and what do you see? You will see Mr. Canoe Head from Ms- the floor on the floor. <laughs> complete with his canoe fighting crime for Canada. Listen up, young punks. Back in the day, there was a a short-lived CBC television sketch comedy series called Four on the Floor. And one of the characters was a guy who was portaging his canoe through a forest, his aluminum canoe, and he got struck by lightning, so the aluminum canoe became permanently welded to his head and he became a crime fighter. And that is Mr. Canoehead. Mr. Canoehead will definitely be a part of the Canadian Museum of Canada. Yeah, for sure. I think you should get uh, all the props from four on the floor. That'd be pretty cool. I I still like the guy that called the show yesterday and said that we should have uh, uh, portraits, pictures of uh, NHL players, of course, only the Canadian ones, and their playoff beards. And then underneath each one in a little glass, plexiglass blocks, beard trimmings from their playoff beard. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah, okay. What's your first name? My name's Cole. Cole, thanks for this, buddy. All right, thanks, man.
3: The Gas to Go
2: podcast. I was just wondering uh, about your Canadian
4: Museum of Canada mm-hmm. if uh, you've uh, had any additions for uh, Camp Caribou.
0: No, no. Do you know what I'm talking about? Camp, Camp Caribou, Car- that was, now, was that early 90s? Uh, it was, like, more late 80s than anything. It was, like, uh, the Camp Karabooge and, like, the Keeners and all them. Yeah, was it, there was a kids show, wasn't it?
4: It was, yeah. And hey. I always wanted to
2: go there, but I, but it was in Ontario, of course. Like, everything cool was back then.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just always wanted to go to 56 Spark Street, Ottawa.
4: <laughs> yeah, and then where, wherever they did white was always somewhere you wanted to go to.
0: Uh, yeah, Camp Caribou. We should put that on the... I don't want the Canadian Museum of Canada, though, to be just strictly a TV museum. This is true. This yeah, is I mean, true. there's a lot of great artifacts from TV, like the Tickle Trunk and Friendly Giant's flute, oh, yes. recorder, yes. Or that, or that weird bag that Rust... Rusty was creepy, but he lived in that little bag... It was like a canvas bag, but yet it had walls. It had square corners and stuff. And even as a five-year-old, I'd look at it and go, "That is fake." There's no way in the world you could hang a grandfather clock on the side of a canvas bag. (laughs) The physics just don't match up. No, they didn't. Hey, Rusty. That's just exceptionally creepy. Now, when I think about it. Um, Speaking of TV artifacts, and I've probably told this story on the radio. Before, but it kind of it actually makes sense this morning with the passing of Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis's uh, involvement with SCTV back in the early days. SCTV started right here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I used to do a little piece on Global Television all the time when Linda Steele used to work there, and then when Linda Steele moved away to Vancouver, they said, "Garn, your services are no longer required." <sighs> And Global TV slammed the door on my face. But one day I was sitting in the studio over there, and we were about to go on the air. And uh, Linda and I were sitting under this exceptionally bright spotlight. And I asked her, I said, what's the deal with that light? It's just really harsh. And she told me the story that that light we were sitting underneath that day that they were lighting the set with was an original light that they used to use on SCTV. SCTV. How cool would that be to have that light at the Canadian Museum of Canada, or better yet, in my basement? I want that global TV. I'm going to put that in my basement.
1: It's a Sonic podcast. Hey, Bruno, what is SCTV? and Why is it important?
0: Oh, You're a young punk, aren't you? A
4: little bit.
0: SCTV stands for Second City Television. And okay. it's sort of, um, how old are you, by the way? 29. Yeah, you might not know what SCTV is, but it's sort of... it's It launched the careers of people like Rick Moranis, John Candy, Eugene Levy, Martin Short. Okay. They all came through SCTV. And I guess what a lot of people don't realize is that show, SCTV, some of the early years were right here in Edmonton before they moved it to Toronto. And... A lot of people cite SCTV as being one of the groundbreaking television sketch comedy shows. Okay. Okay? And it, was, it started here in Edmonton? Well, I think it started in Toronto, but then it came out to Edmonton for a couple of seasons for some reason.
4: How many years did it run
0: for? Oh, oh now I'm gonna you're going to make me go ask the internet. But <laughs> I'm going to guess maybe eight. I'll say eight years, eight seasons. Oh, so this must have been, like, in the 80s then. Yeah, it was in the 80s. And, okay. you, I mean, you know who Bob and Doug McKenzie are, right? Cool. Absolutely. Cool, cool. That's where they came from. They came from SCTV. Okay. That's where it's
4: that started. They all come together now.
0: Okay. And that's and we started talking about this because of the passing of Harold Ramis. You, do you know who Ra- Harold Ramis was? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, from Ghostbusters. Yeah. But more important, I mean, that guy had, he had an incredible career, and he's responsible for so many of the comedies that... And like I said, I hate it when people call movies important, especially when they're comedies. But he did some of the most important comedies. Caddyshack, uh, National Lampoon Vacation, Groundhog Day, Ghostbusters.
4: Well, instead of saying important, say influential.
0: Let's go with influential. <laughs>
4: oh, yeah, I know he had no idea such a... Broad impact. Like, I thought he was the guy from Ghostbusters. And I didn't know he did anything behind the scenes.
0: So That's pretty cool to learn. No, yeah, an absolutely brilliant comedic mind, comedic writer. <laughs>
3: Thanks for the education.
0: Oh, no problem. <laughs> okay,
3: bye. Okay. It's the Garner Andrews Show to Go. Want to hear more stuff like this? Check out the Lane Mitchell podcast, available for free at Sonic1029.com. I'm back from the Weezer Cruise.
4: I realized I told you I was going to call you and tell you how I went.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, Apparently, they played some new stuff, did they? Or Yeah,
4: they played uh, one of the songs that uh, was going to be on their new album. And they also played a song they've never played live before because they let the for one of the nights, they let the fans choose the playlist. So they said, we've never played the song live before, but you guys want it, so here it is.
0: Did it sound okay?
4: Yeah, it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, what song was it? I have no
4: idea. Oh, okay. Some I've never
0: heard of before, so I, did yeah, you you? Uh, did you and Rivers, Cuomo, did you get to hang out? Did you uh, high-five each other, that kind of stuff? Exchange phone numbers, friend requests?
4: No, not Rivers. I hung out with a bunch of the other bands, though, but Rivers was pretty busy. I mean, he had a side project. They did do a show, too. Uh, River, Scott Rivers. Okay. It's all Japanese, and that was pretty cool.
0: Now, this is the second time you've gone on the Weezer cruise, right?
4: Yes, it
0: is. Do you think you'd go back for cruise number three, or have you had enough? Yeah.
4: I think I'm tapped out. I want to see a different band this time. I love seeing uh, Weezer, but um, I've seen now four shows of theirs on the boat. Because I do two shows on the boat, so now I've seen them four times on a boat.
0: Time to see another band on a boat.
4: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. And this time around, it wasn't quite as good as the last time. There's a different energy. Um, There's a lot of complications. It was poorly organized. So the first one was a lot better. But if I hadn't been on the first one, I still would have loved the second one. It was still an
0: amazing time. Sure, yeah, okay. Well, nothing is ever as good the second time. No one ever talks about, oh man, my second sexual experience. Or they never talk about the second time they saw Star Wars. Or any of those nerd movies you love. You only ever talk about the first time, right? Anyway, thank you very much to Mike. At least Mike only paid for one of those trips to the Weezer Cruise, because the one last year, I think he won from Sonic, didn't he? Yeah. This is the Garner Andrews
1: Show. To go. Like, get the hell out of here.